Showtime. Yes, sir. What's up, Sean Lutz? Uh, not much. Just my mullet, for the most part. <laughs> it's looking, looking good. Very mullety, right? <laughs> yeah. So, we have a lot to cover in a short amount of time, right? Uh, well, we haven't met in a while, that's for sure. If that's what you mean. So we've got Maga Mike, who's trying to marry a Mexican woman that he's met since Which, the last visit. Speaking of, why don't we make, why don't we make marriage the word or something? I, I say, I say we like really open this up. It could be about marriage. It could be about Vane, Vanessa, or really anything to do with her. With whenever we're bringing that up, anything, whenever he brings it up, anything to. When we're talking about her. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. That's perfect. So drink to Vanessa. To Vanessa and Mexico and marriage. Anything that comes along with that because... Vanessa, here's to you. (laughs) When you understand English. (laughs) (laughs) So... I guess uh, since we're we're waiting on Mag and Mike right now... He may be uh, indisposed. I don't even know if that's the right word. He's taking a shit. So <laughs> He's taking a dump. So, yeah. You know what's nice about this right here? Is that it's not game night. <laughs> oh, he's going to rub you know, it in. You know what we did? We smorked. We, we smoked pork shoulders. Oh, yes. We grilled beef fajitas in the rain. Uh, stood in the rain. Uh, uh. Fed our families and been having a great time. And in reality, I mean... This is a great night. Turned into a great night. Uh, so, I mean, every, all the food turned out good. It was phenomenal. Dude, I'm stuffed. We finally got some drinks flowing. Good. Which is nice. Um, we're going to have some special guests by special. I mean, our wives, my wife, Alexia will be coming in here talking some nonsense about adopting kids at one point <laughs> and sit Lolly's going to come in probably firing off maybe in Spanish, maybe in English. We're not sure yet, but it'll be something good. She'll have something heartfelt from the heart that she wants to talk about. And we will get serious for a few minutes about it. I can guarantee you that always, just knowing her always true. Always true. So I'm really looking forward to this because we haven't freaking met in forever. It's going to be great. We've got, we got beer. We've got vodka. Grab that. Just drink it. Which one? Modelo. You grabbed it for a reason. There's a bottle open right there on the wall. So we've got plenty of alcohol to be flowing if needed. We've got good company. We've got some catching up to do. We've got a lot that has happened in our lives since the last time we met. Um, a lot. What do you mean a lot? I mean, just maybe you got to drop some news. So what's the what's the news? I don't have much news. Oh, okay. okay. I, I just, you know, I don't know. Not a lot's happened in my life. But I, mean, I don't know. When did when did we meet last? I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's true. been a while. Uh, I'm gonna see. try to not get racist with the Asians tonight, and <laughs> we're gonna, me and Chris. That's why we're sitting here right now. Well, we've only had one, one drink so far. 
One and a half. Well, I've had one plus the beer. So I've actually had two drinks. Okay, well, I gotta catch up. Yeah. So, and I just cracked open that other beer for the intro for this. But yeah, I'm I'm honestly really excited. I've been wanting to do this. I don't think I've recorded anything since before Christmas, maybe before Thanksgiving. I don't know. It's been a minute. Yeah. I had a Sean Lutt show episode with um, with Maga Mike after his first trip down to Mexico, and okay, he shared some explicit things about what went on down there. You know, like it was. Uh, <laughs> Go no, subscribe to my podcast, Sean Lutt Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But shameless, we, shameless blog. No, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it was just a natural plug. All right, all right. I'm, no, I'm, but I'm but he, uh, I mean, he opened up about some things, and you know, we we talked a lot. I gave him my two cents. I made sure to say that instead of advice because I don't have any advice for him. I've never tried. You know, you might. You have more. Advice for How long have you been married? Or what year? What year was that? I got married in 2013. So six years. We just had our six year anniversary. <clears throat> okay. We got married in 2010? 2010? Wow. I think. I was still playing. 2011, 2012. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was Nine years. Born. Dang. I've had six years. There he is, Maga Mike. <clears throat> Grab another one. That was a lot more poop than I thought. <laughs> Grab another one while you're at it. Ooh. Yingling. Finish it. Finish it. Finish yes. it. I don't want it. Yes. I plan on making another trip to Florida soon. There's only one. Load up on some more. That's the last one. That's Mike. That's messed up. So yeah, it's alright. I like Modelo more. Man, so it's good to have the gang back together. It really See. is. See, look at you coming in, throwing some Spanish terms. You're fluent now, aren't you? Good. Mucho fluent. Claro que sí. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little puss from a Mexican. You're just speaking some <laughs> Spanish words all of a sudden, huh? No. That's cool. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> He's getting a little... A little uh, Do you not remember the right last there. Sean Lutt show we did? And you no. kind of opened up about some things? I've seen her boobies. I was kidding. Well, regardless. Well, just listen to... How many times the... have you been down there since we talked? So that was, what, around Thanksgiving? Was it before or after? Um, when was the first time you went down there? That first... So today is... Uh... One month. Now today is <laughs> about you know there's an event going on right now at church and uh, you know um, it's, yeah it's, uh, scoot back. so what's what's new with you? Scoot back. What? What's new with you all? Oh, he's avoiding the subject. Oh, dude, no, no, no. So what I asked was is when was the first time you went down there on that first trip? Not Acuna, oh. not the. To build, to so I went to Acuna. Um, it was November. Not to build. Not to build. 14, 15, 16, and I think we were already back. Maybe not, not to build. Not to build. Yeah. 
It was a uh, it was a good uh, trip. We went to go build a house <laughs> for a family. And, uh, you didn't plumb it in. We already had this conversation. We had talked did about this. Did he plumb it in? Ooh. I don't recall <laughs> this conversation because none of this. I don't think any of this ha- happened. Did this you go back down there as a plumber? <laughs> did you go? To, did one you go of, to finish the job? One laying inch. one inch of pipe at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I would never think of my future wife. Just kidding! It's happening. oh, future wife. Is that what I just heard? Yes, wow. you did. We're probably so. Get, we probably will get married now, dude. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I never called it. That was. That was a very. What well, uh, you, you wanted a climatic. Um, well, when you're thoughts. clapping aluminum with glass, it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yes, I, I guess it really wasn't for the, the audience. But here we go. There we go. Uh, it still didn't sound good here. Side. Uh, whatever. Yeah, so. Um, you gotta pull away after you clank. Yeah. Oh, I should get the little. The, 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 the next. Uh, neck it. Do a little necking. <laughs> <laughs> Was there some necking going on down there? No, she doesn't drink beer. Uh, so we didn't get a clink it. I mean, we don't. I don't drink beer around here either. Because she doesn't really appreciate. Uh, well, I guess down there it's 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 much worse to uh, empty. There we go. Set him down. That's all I wanted you to do. Not clink it again. Oh, Just set it here. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna put it back. No, she doesn't drink beer, so we didn't really get a neck much. Our uh, drinks. You guys got to make out though. Oh no. No. <coughs> Did you guys... Does she speak English now or something? Why are you so scared? She doesn't even speak this language. It's already recorded in history. What is? Sean Lutz Wait, you don't think I heard you talk about the Sean Lutz <laughs> No. Of course not, because I don't even... <laughs> I wouldn't, if I were you. So... What you said last time. <laughs> <laughs> How'd yeah, you get to talk about all this stuff? Kids anyway. on, uh, two kids on the way. <laughs> Twins? They're already here, actually. Are you going to bring her here and adopt Alexia's sister's kids? That's exactly why he says two kids on the way. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if I have it in me to adopt. Alright, so... That's all fun and stuff, but... So are you going to be adopting those kids? Am I you guys what? have talked about adopting before, oh, right? Man, he seems to be skirting the, the subject. A lot tonight. Okay. Let's go. Whoa, I've never seen this. Okay. He's usually never never uh, backing down from a conversation. Oh, speaking of which, this is a really good Snowflake Mike right here. Oh. Snowflake Mike. Um, uh, he's uh, too scared to be a man. Speaking of Mexicans, you know, the new uh, the <laughs> Venezuela. You know, they're right. under some right. scrutiny. Hold on. Right. Before, uh, before we start just, like, going haywire rapid and talking fire. about these crazy subjects, like, in all honesty... Chris, how's work been going for you? It's good. You're still at Fairway. Well, still at Fairway. Is that? I've actually. Uh, I saw you're starting this Chris Sason Homes thing. Like it's Sason uh, Home Loans. That's 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 the same thing. It's the I've, same I've thing. Had it. I've yeah, had no, it I know. But so, <clears throat> Fairway's good. You're still happy with Red Fridays and for for the most part, I guess. Uh, I've actually have interviewed. At several places, um, one place in particular seems pretty cool, but 
I don't know if it's worth the move yet. Because David so, will be your boss or something. No, no, it's not no. even... No. No, actually, we could talk about that, too. Carmelia? Oh, yeah. yeah. We actually just hired the regional manager's daughter. Of Harmelio's company? Um, yeah, that company. So she's now my coworker. What does she have to say about David? I gotta know. Oh. Just open up. No one listens to this. I mean, just That's how honest. we get you to talk. Just he be says, honest. No one, no one <laughs> listens to this. No one listens to this anyways. But honestly, we are the only ones that... Oh, yeah. Comments. You know, you hear, you hear things. So what'd you hear? Uh... I guess that they thought they, they, he would talk about me a lot more than I thought he would. Well, you were trying to swipe his clients, in yeah. all honesty, uh, at one point. Well, I mean, you were moving in, you were getting a little desperate, and you're like, you know what? I don't know about desperate. I, ha- I had the relationship there. I, I don't know, know about desperate. I'm gonna try and capitalize. <clears throat> I think I think it was. Uh, don't get hung up on the word desperate. Just I, I won't get hung up on that word. But it was it was a. Testing the, the waters. <laughs> it's unlike you to do something like that. I don't know. I mean, so in all reality, realtors always have a choice. They don't have 100%. They don't give, they can't give all their business to one person, right? Why? <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's illegal. So, so that's why I was like, hey, listen. If there's anything that I could have, I don't care if I, if you got any scraps, let me know. I don't think that's how you put it. I didn't, I didn't put it that well. I, I said, think you tried becoming the preferred <laughs> lender and David gets the scraps. It's probably how you presented it. No, actually I didn't. I said, Hey, listen, you know, if there's anything that, you know, your other loan officers can't do, let me know. We're fairway. <laughs> <laughs> the fairway to buy homes. We're the, the fairway. Of lending, yeah. So interesting, yeah. Well, that's and good. So, have you? Mr. Frank, is your pipeline? I mean, is it been building up? You're about to ramp into a potentially busy season. In yeah. A so it's it's been so compared to before you get into it. Compared to last year, at this point, looking oh, into yeah. the busy season to now, where you're at, do you feel pretty confident that you're going to be pumping out how many a month? I want to hold you accountable. Uh, yeah, I don't have a good number for that. It's so I'm still. This is my second year. I don't know how to plan my pipeline yet. Hmm. But they say activity is what leads to sales, right? So you can't, like for for the gym, right? You can't have any signups if you don't have any walk-ins, right? Yeah, or you got to create the walk-ins too. So you got to create the walk-ins. For us, it's credit pools. You can't get someone into a loan without a credit pool so we track the credit pools and so far this month i'm tied with my branch manager we're at 13 each um and everyone else is like five three two for credit pools credit pools yeah interesting so for this month so far um so that's promising because back in October, I had a whole bunch of credit pools, and it led to... A nice November. A nice November, exactly. How many did you pump out that November? Seven. Wow. So almost two a week. That's clutch. Almost. Yes. And that's with, the, that's with the major holiday and time off, like people off from school, and like a week away from home. Like I took four days off in November, too. Uh, I mean, two weekdays. But, I mean, the weekends are, are major for loan officers. 
So I, I took off all that time. Plus, I, I was going to get my... I went to Dallas to get my my passport, which was a lot of time. I think I spent two days off kind of working from the bus. I took a Greyhound up to Dallas to get my passport. Twice? Twice. Why? <clears throat> Why did you have to go twice? One, to go submit the application. Why did it have to be done in Dallas? Because uh, I needed it done within a certain amount of time. That's for the... the... For the expedited. Yeah. Mike, we didn't want to talk about Mexico and things down there, so please stay out of this. We're not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, he's MAGA. You know, make America yeah. great again. Yeah. Nothing about Mexico, okay? Yeah. We're the best country. <laughs> it's true. So, not arguing that. That's good. So you've been getting some major so credit was, pools, so which was is off, promising. Off like six days. Um, and yeah, so it's not, so you build your pipeline 90 days typically to build your pipeline. In this case, I had some that were from the springtime, uh, some from the summertime, and then a whole lot from just activity back in October and September. So so what do you do to follow up with them like that? Like you're just like, hey, don't forget about me whenever you're closing and looking for money. Um, I mean, what's that look like? I mean, because you're not the realtor. You're not like... So the in their face every day, showing them houses, showing them different. Potential. I mean, actually, I'm I'm in their face or in their ear every day, in the beginning part, because uh, they gotta know how much they can buy, right? Yeah. How much their mortgage is gonna be, so they can plan for it, or in. I don't know. For some reason, some people, you know, don't know what their payment's gonna be until they close. <clears throat> you know. Um, but you know, that's, that's just another story. But so, so really I, I'm the upfront guy. Realtors send them to me and they say, how much can they afford? How much can they buy for? What are we pre-approved for? Right. So how many realtors you got just feeding you things now? Like legitimately, like, like, Hey, let me, okay. Thank you for reaching out to me. I'm your realtor. I'd I've love got, to show you around, but let me get you pre-approved. Let me talk to my guy, Chris. He's with Fairway. I've got about, the Fairway um, to buy homes. I've got a couple that send me a crack at every deal. Um, so a shot at it. But um, don't you follow guidelines and have things that you have to like, like you, you have very strict criteria. Like it's, how is it that right. some people can lend for more versus others whenever you're following these, you know, because you want everything federally insured, right? That's why you guys do these loans. Sellable and, yeah. So, you know, like, there's guidelines, yeah. So there's guidelines. And if Freddie everyone May, follows Freddie the May. same guidelines, does everyone pretty much just come up with the same number? Yes. So how Unless do you the lose? rates are different and then that drops the amount that they're approved for, right? So if you're if you can afford a lower... So it's all debt to income ratio. So what, whatever your, um, whatever that ratio is, as long as it's below a certain threshold, and the rate either increases or lowers the that amount, that number, right? Hmm. So it lowers the the price, the sales price. It increases or or lowers the sales price, um, your rates. But really, it's it's usually okay. You talk to a buyer and they're like. You're like, how much can you, do you want to spend per month 
on a house. Right. What What do you want your payment to be? You know, and if they say... Got to be less than $2,000. $2,000. Then you're like, okay, so that's normal. So you can get into a $2,000 payment. You know, that's property... Uh, that, that's uh, principal, interest, taxes, property taxes, and insurance. And, you know, $2,000 is about $240,000, you know, for a sales price. Somewhere around there, depending on... What credit, credit, you know, like no. there's some things that come into mainly that credit that and down payment. Yeah. So that that affects your rate. I'm looking to do conventional five percent down, and you know, I yeah. I, I need the. Did you get conventional by the way? Yes. Good. Probably got a great rate then. In today's standards. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. There's all, all those guidelines and stuff, and uh, we all have to follow it. Really, the yeah, it's all boring stuff, honestly. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So you know, you know, it's not boring. <laughs> What's that? Hearing about this, this, uh, this brother of mine, Hugh. So how's uh how's the gym the gym honestly man like i really i was really enjoying working at the gym like round rock or the round rock location how do you feel about the new one? Oh man it sucks it it's older or older one so it has well no i'm so it is older yes um sean but, open up no one's listening i know so <laughs> to be completely honest like the machines everything there everything's in good shape like it, we've got everything you need as far as a gym like you know what you need at a gym if you like lifting free weights and having cardio equipment and some machines you know things like that like everything's there but it's you know it's different from the old one the environment is completely different, different from your old from my old location so, which is the, the newest, newest which is the newest and right next to the so like the newest one i mean you've got all those studios in it and it's a huge and like part that was a huge part of my tours is taking them into each studio. It was a standalone as well, right? Like, the building was standalone. Yeah, it was. Standalone. Mine isn't. It's the anchor of a shopping center. It's oh. the biggest... It's like the middle of a but big shopping center. That could help, too. I mean, no, you it, can have walk-ins, and then at the same time, you don't... Except... Walk-ins are not great. They're not the best. From a shopping center. Yeah. It, I mean, a lot it has of pros and cons. In. Yeah, no, and it's good because if you get people walking in, you know they're they're pretty interested. If it's standalone and they walk in, you know they came there for a purpose. But the thing is, is we've got like at this location, you've got Lifetime Fitness around the corner. You got twenty four mm. hour fitness. There's a retro fitness, which I don't even know what that is. And then there's there's a lot going on around it. Um, but that doesn't really matter. I mean, but it's really. It does matter. It does a but. little, but the new general, ma- the general manager, who's above me at this location, is a fucking idiot. Just open he's, up. He's an Just old. Tell us. I'm tell us, Sean. <laughs> tell you how it is. No, no one's listening. <laughs> so, he's a complete tool. He is an absolute, just annoying. Like, here's the thing. He's actually a really nice guy, and. Does it require a degree to be a manager? Or no. Does, okay, so it kind of explains some things too. A little bit. So like he, he, he is very. 
I guess, by the book. You know, like there's, like, I can't tell you how many times I heard managers at my last location, like, you know, you, you walk the line and sometimes you stray this way a little bit. Like, not getting, like, not in an unethical way by any means, but like, you kind of stray away a little bit, you bend it to make things work and make things happen because you want to drive business and do these things, you know. And it's not that you're like, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's not. And I'm going to give you an example in a minute. And whereas this guy, he's so by the book with everything. Like he has no set of sack on him whatsoever. Like he's just like, well, I need to ask the district manager to make sure that's okay. It's like, no, you're actually the GM of the store. You can actually make these decisions. This is your job. Is, is he in charge of growing sales? He's in charge of everything. Retail, the fitness side, you know. He's a, so he's almost of, like the franchise owner. Exactly. Exactly. Like, he is the boss. I am the AGM. I'm the assistant general manager, right? That is my title. And I'm above retail, which is front desk and all the retail stuff. I'm above the sales team. I'm also above the kids club, right? And maybe housekeeping too. I don't really know. And so, like, anything that comes in, like, when we receive shipments, and this is such a corporate company, it's a trip, and it's been kind of cool to see things from this perspective, but, like, so anything that comes in, I've got to count it, I've got to actually go into the site and receive everything, you know what I mean? Like, it's just very tedious stuff that I do not like to do. Sounds terrible. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And so... I really got the impression when I was getting hired, like when I interviewed with the district manager, like that I was pretty much being brought to this job because of my sales background and to breathe some life into the sales team and where this guy's had me focus on everything but sales. So, which is fine. I need to learn it. I understand that. See, now, okay, now you're speaking my language. This is exactly what's going on over at Fairway. So, I'm, I'm over there trying to do sales, but then they're, then I'm stuck on file work and it's killing me because I can't go sell. Right. If, if I'm spending my time doing operations, doing And that's n- how this job was formed. Non-sales, right? And that's, that's what I feel that's like That's how this saying. job was formed because back in the day, and this is before I started at Gold's, so like there was a general manager who's the top of the pyramid, right? And he had a sales manager he had a fitness manager and an operations manager. So operations was over front desk, kids club, and retail, and housekeeping, right? Like they kind of just kept track of all that, the operations side of it. Fitness manager was over all of the trainers and the fitness sales of it. And then you had the sales manager who was in charge of basically you know, driving revenue, driving memberships, driving people into the gym. So fitness people had their shot at making money, right? Yeah. And then at one point they combined the fitness manager job, oh, excuse me, the operations manager job and the sales manager job into one, the assistant general manager. So those, all these roles got combined into one and he's just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're in charge of this. You need to be <coughs> focusing on, you know, and I'm just like, like so I it's hard get to be it. good at everything. And he, he was an operations manager. So he it came up, like one. So he came up as this operations guy. That's how he got brought into the business. And it went like that's all he had to take care of. So it's like his baby. It is like his baby. You know what I mean? So he's just like, I have a hard time letting go of the front desk, you know, and 
the tidiness up there, the crisp, clean, and friendly that's fine, right? aspect of it. You know, I'm just like, okay, that's all right. You know, like, how about you hey, just that's... hold on to it and let me do the sales for you because you fucking suck at it. <laughs> how about that? You know what really pissed me off today is I've had this guy that I've been working on for a solid two weeks. You know, like, he came in for a tour. He's a complete tool because he came in with another guy. It's really hard to tour someone when they're with someone else because they, like, put on this front that they're not that interested, you know, like they don't get into it. It's like a spouse or girlfriend? No, just a buddy. The buddy was already a member at Gold's. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. he came with him like, oh, I just want my three-day pass, you know. Oh, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. You know, just like, okay, all right. Just like not giving me the time of day. And sure. So finally by the end of it, I'm just like, yeah, here's your fucking pass. Okay, right. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not going to waste any more time on you type thing. But I followed up with him. Oh, I'm busy. I'm about to take my wife out. Okay, cool. And I, is he? Does he live local? Does live local. And I followed up with him like a week later, and he's like, "Oh yeah, actually, dude, I'm so glad you called. You know, like I'm still thinking about blah blah. blah and I really, I'm looking for. I don't want a long commitment. You know, I'm looking for some one-on-one training type things. And so, I've had an appointment set with him for today at two o'clock. He showed up. 17 minutes late today and I was with another guest and Glenn the GM is the only other person there and I'm like Glenn this is an appointment that I had today he's very interested in training and which is how we make money you know like this is he's very interested in this you know like he's gonna sign up just present him the options Glenn ends up getting him on one of our boot camp memberships is what it's called which is a higher commission but Glenn puts the fucking sale in his name and splits the commission with me. And we do have numbers we have to hit as far as sales numbers. And he is the most shysty guy. Like, at my last gym, like, the GM and the AGM were like, Sean, like, you know, like... You brought this in. Not even that. If I brought it in, it was mine. But, like, even with the walk-ins, they would share the walk-ins with me. Maybe I was just spoiled over there, but when I come over here, he's like, me and you take all the walk-ins, you know, we take all this, and these people who are getting paid $8 an hour plus commission have to drive their own business. And and that's, and to me, it's like, okay, they're getting paid $8 an hour plus commission. They should be fed. We need to feed them. To keep them. Exactly. Our front desk staff makes $8 an hour and he holds them to the standard of making like $20 an hour. He fucking drives us like a slave ship to where it's like, and, and, and that's the thing, like he's going by the book. It's in their job description. He holds people accountable. So it's like he's doing his job in one sense, like he's supposed to, because he follows everything by the book. But at the same time, there's no human element to it to where it's there's like, no, there's no balance. Like it's like these people are getting paid $8 an hour, so, dude. So walk-ins are not part of the book? Walk-ins go to him and me. But they're not they're not in the book. So check this out. You can split a commission, but like whenever you're doing it in the system, like whoever's listed at the top, the sale goes under their name as a unit. But the commission gets split with the person listed under them. This is a guy I've been working on for two weeks. We have numbers that me and him have to hit. I literally had this appointment booked with him. I've already toured him once, went over pricing, went over pricing two days ago on the phone for 20 minutes. And he gives me this line. He's like, well, he didn't even know the pricing, so I had to walk him through everything. And he puts himself as the first one, so the fucking unit went under his name. And I got You're half the added on to it? And I if, was the add-on. As, as if he, and as that, if you came in and on And don't it. get me wrong, like, 
in the scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But this guy's just pissed me off with all of his little things to where, like, a little thing like this... Do they hold that standard to everybody, though? I no! Mean, and that's the thing. We well, had yeah, a... Yeah. Hold on, hold on. We had a conversation literally earlier this morning. And he was like, well, if Joanna tells me, or Andrew, those are the two MAs, the membership advisors. If they tell me they've got a person coming in, I'm just going to do it and put it under their name. I had a fucking appointment booked. I was with a customer who I ended up signing right. up. And on top of that, I walked away from the customer and said, hey, here's the situation. Here's what's going on. Sign him up and do this. And he said, because he had to explain to him the pricing, he listed himself as the first person and split the commission with me. That happened to me at the, at the car dealership. Exactly that. That's so fucked. Like that is like – and it, I don't really even care about the commission. Like I don't – Because not it's, much. No, it's, anyways, right? Well, for a boot camp membership, it's not bad. I mean, it's a $50 commission, so I only got 25 of it. I don't care about splitting it, but like, dude, put it in my name because I've been working this fucking lead for weeks. I yeah, toured him. You're I lucky you get set, half of that. I set appointments. You're lucky I was signing someone else oh. up and you get fucking half of this. Take half the commission, fine, but put it in my name. I've been working this shit for yeah. three, two <laughs> exactly weeks. Exactly me. <laughs> I, was, I think I was telling you about that before. You have, and it's just like... And after it was we like, had the conversation about him, you know, like, oh, if someone tells me it's this, that, and the other. This is mine. One of these is mine. One of them probably is. Yeah, I remember I left it here because it's probably, I don't really care. It's probably the one you're sitting in. Because I remember he was left in the sun. Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> it's mine now. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't have any. Irregardless. Irregardless. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about irregardless? <laughs> no, it's not, a, it's, it's not a, a word. It's not a word. It's uh, not a word. Irregardless, what does that even mean? <laughs> and I've said it before, but then I really thought about it once. I was like, that's, that doesn't mean anything. Irregardless? Well, it's, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a doggy dog world. Dang it, that's what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> man. Zing. You know, right there. It man. is a doggy dog world. Yeah, I just said that. <laughs> I know. I was about to say it too. It's so funny. Anyway, gosh. But but so he holds these eight. Do- like, what do you expect to? I mean, Mike, we hire people and start them at eleven dollars an hour for Kona. We kind of know. Nothing. We, we kind of know what we're getting. Yeah. We're hiring someone at that price level, at eight dollars an hour. Like, they've got to work a second cut, job. Cut these people some freaking slack. They're getting paid eight dollars an hour. Like they have no problem doing something if you ask them to. It's like their job may be to restock the drinks, but you may need to go remind them. You know why? Because they get paid eight dollars an hour and they don't fucking care. You they need to be reminded. And and they gotta go. The the tone this guy takes with you, dude. He's just like he looks at you and he's just like, he's like, this is your responsibility, and you know you need to go have a talk with them because no one's stocking the drinks after their shifts. Let me ask you something real quick. What happened to the last AGM? Reggie. Oh, the there? One. He was the AGM. Who no, was? No, no. Glenn, my GM, what happened was to the, the AGM. What happened to the GM? Uh, he either got fired or quit, something. I, I kind of, I'm very rigid myself. I have very, like, rigid thinking. I do see his point of view. I do see both point of views. Oh, dude. I'm very that's... rigid, like... If, if, if I'm giving everyone the same standard, though, I, wouldn't, I would give everyone the same standard... But then I wouldn't. That's why I was asking earlier. Does he hold everyone to the same standard? Yes. He Except does. you, though. 
He does everything. No, it's not that he doesn't hold me by the same standard. It's that. With that signing, <coughs> look, putting, again, it. he's not doing, and this is what's tough. It's because he's like kind of a likable guy when you can actually have a conversation with him. You know, it's not like he's a bad person. Um, he does everything by the book, by job description and what he's supposed to do. So, like, he's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, like. Sounds like he's greedy. I feel like there's some greed there. I really do. It sounds like he's like, nope. I I want these leads myself, these walk-ins. And where, to me, it's like... I mean, there's no rule on that, right? To me, it's like, let's get on a rotation. Like, is then take the first walk-in. If, if I'm supposed to have the other half of the walk-ins, give me the second one. When the third one comes in, and that doesn't matter what it is. They may sign up for a silver and fit, which is a... You sign them up for a membership. It's paid for through their insurance, you know, or... Or, or they may just want a tour. They may just really want their pass. And then the third person is actually there for membership. Like, just go through it. That's what you got. You're next up in line. The next person. Oh, yeah, it's not, is this. it's not like signups. No, dude. And like, and it's, it's, <coughs> we've got these guys and, and like the MAs that I have, dude, they are talented. They have a lot of potential. MAs? And membership advisors. Okay. That's what I was doing at the Round Rock location. So, like, so this guy's screwing it all up. He's unintentionally who's, fucking it up. Who's the sales manager? Technically me. Okay. So there's no all, separate sales manager. But but he's no, because they combine the sales manager and the operations manager. So it sounds like role, you are manager. the GM and he's just a little bit above you, just by title. Right. Except he, he manages you and then he you manage all of the umbrella. Right. So he's screwing up the whole operation. It sounds like you can get rid of him. Maybe. I mean, you know you're basically doing... <clears throat> or switch roles because, you know, he is... You know what he's good at? Operations. Like, <laughs> here's the crazy thing. Like, this gym has had, like, a couple different general managers. And, like, he has kind of just, like, weathered the fucking storm and found himself in this position of running the gym. You know, like, he, he didn't really do anything to get there. Like, he just, just weathered quit. the storm. Everyone's quitting around him. And, like, Naturally, he's not even I'm the only fun. manager here. And, like, he just grew into this position. Like, just it just happened. Like, he is not GM material. It's like one of those but the battlefield. But uh... And that's what's tough. Because it's like, he actually does hold everyone accountable to everything. But there's no human element to this. Like, my old GM, I never thought he was that amazing. But I never had any complaints about him either. You know, I'm just like, man, I feel like he could do things a little bit differently. I wonder why he does it like this. And then coming over to a different gym at a different location and seeing this shit, I'm just like, respect. wow, Brandon, yeah. like, dude, you run a really tight ship. And I thought there could have been more connection with the fitness side at the other gym, but there was way more connection there between us than there is at this one. It's You walk in here, and it's like this weird energy. And I was talking with Alexia last night, I was just like, babe, like... I feel like this guy, I've let him get under my skin so much that he is literally just fucking taking the swagger, the wind right out of my freaking sails. Like, to where it's like I'm this beat puppy. You know what I mean? There's where I'm scared to be myself. And I walked in the other day, dude, and I just, I just so, didn't take it from him. So it's, it's the difference between a manager and a leader, right? He's a manager. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's totally it because you mean he's a manager personality. I mean there's or like a manager and a leader. Is. So a manager, like, has everyone do 
what they're supposed to be what doing. They're yeah, like, managing. But a leader gives gives people vision. gives people the ability to handle their area of expertise. Like he says he doesn't like to micromanage, but he's the ultimate micromanager. You know uh, what I mean? Operations people usually are. Right. Because that's how they control. Because in all honesty, there is a way that he prefers to have things done, but a good leader doesn't have so much. Things- so here's a prime example. Not to just cut you off. You're on the money with that. You are. But my old boss, like if we we're at the end of a promotion, he would literally say like, I don't fucking care what you have to do. Get people signed up. Do manuals over the phone. Do whatever you need to do. We need to drive sales today. It's like, cool. Let's go. So I can literally sign anyone up any way I want to. I just got to get the contract done, whatever. Get it put in the system, you know, yada, yada, yada. This guy, me and him got into it today because I told a lady who walked in who was interested. She needed to talk to her husband about it, which, of course, is like the one major cop out in a sale, right? You know, like, yeah, I, I gotta the... talk to my husband about it. I gotta talk to my wife about it, whatever. But that's fine. She's trained for a half marathon. She doesn't like running outside during the bad weather and then when it gets too hot, you know, it's like she just wanted a treadmill. You know, that's fine. That's really yeah, that's all she wanted. Right. But like, so anyways, and I told her, I was like, hey, she's like, oh, well, I might come back up tomorrow. I was like, look, I don't work tomorrow. I was like, if you decide tonight after you talk to your husband that you want to end up doing it, feel free to give me a call and I'll put this through over the phone for you so you don't have to worry about coming up here. Like offering a service to them almost, you know what I mean? Like just showing them like, hey, don't worry about it. I want to make this easy for you. Like this is just a general You don't have to shit. make your – Like don't – Go out don't, of your way. Don't go out of your way to do this. Come up the next you – can, you can still come up tomorrow and just tell me four initials real quick and you're done. You know what I mean? Like it's already paid for. You just come in. Come, come, come get your run in. Boom. You know, like, fucking on the way. Just keep moving, you know? And Glenn hears this is like, if they're not there in person, you can't do a sale. I'm just like, I'm just like, well, I mean, they already came in. They already toured. They knew the pricing. Like, they're just trying to take advantage of a promotion because it does end tomorrow. And, you know, like, I'm just trying to offer a little convenience here to, like, close this deal. Can you go out there and... Uh, it's not worth going out there to close the deal, right? Going to their house or whatever. Yeah, I could. I can sign up anyone from anywhere if I have a manual contract on me. I could sign. I can sign you up right now. You know what I mean? Like, you want to do a deal? Or right. a fax. No, I picture. Can, I can just do it right now. I'm telling you, like, hey, by signing this, this is the same. You're signing a contract right now. I hope you understand. This is getting put in right. tomorrow right. or whatever day we decide, and. Yeah, so I'm just doing this to like show her like, hey, no pressure. Like, look, I'm here for you. Like, if you don't want to come back up here and do this, you just want to get it knocked out. Like, not worry about it. I'm here, and he's just like, well, Adam, who's the district manager, Adam's already said many times that if they're not in front of you and there's no signature, no sale, no signature, no. You guys sale. Don't, wait, you guys don't DM e signs. District manager. So is that same DM over Round Rock? Yes. Again, people Different. can run their gyms the way they want to. Adam said that if you do it one time, you get a write-up. Second time is termination is what he tells me to do. Oh, so he would say he will write you up and terminate And you. terminate me. And I'm just like, okay, but like, 
what if they come in and get the sale? Like they come in initial tomorrow. No signature, no sale. And I'm just like, I'm like, I get it, Glenn. Like I understand what you're saying, but like I'm not crossing. I'm not being an unethical person by doing this. Like I'm not like being shady by doing this. I am literally just offering a convenience factor to these people. It's not like I'm saying like, hey, if you sign up today, you know, I'll take. And I can't even do this, but as an example, like, you know, I can take fifty dollars off the price if you just do it right now. You know, like if you do it tonight, I'll, you just, know, like, I'll just tell them or, that it was a mistake, or I'll tell them, it was, yeah, like you know, like and that it's, anything, it's our fault. anything like that. I'm not, I'm not even like <clears throat> flirting with a weird boundary. I'm just like doing the same deal, but I'm just doing it over the phone for him. No, and then he finally like kind of snaps on me. and goes, I don't understand why this is so complicated. No signature, like no signatures, no sale. I'm like. <laughs> Glenn, I fucking understand you, dude. I understand what you're saying, but I think it's ridiculous. If this is the only way we can get a sale done and it's going to help us, and I will stay on top of them to make sure they get their signatures done, he's like, I just don't get what you don't understand about this. It's like, I'm I'm like getting pissed just like that, dude. I'm just like, "Ah," you know. All like right. me, I get this it. guy has butted heads <laughs> since the get go. Look, I, I do, get, I do get that though. I get it too, but what? What I don't understand is, is why what you don't get about it. What do you <laughs> why don't why you are you so this? fucking thick? Why don't you get like, this job? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, what about like e signs and stuff like that? Is yeah. that Adobe type of like? Can you can you do e signs or DocuSign or anything like that? Adobe Fold Sign. And that was my next argument. <laughs> he goes, well, how are you going to get us? And I said, well, I can just scan it to him. They can scan it back. And he blew up on me again. That, you know I mean? that, that is that's that legit, works, though. Yeah, it is super. Dude, like, insurance company, we, we do that for military. mortgages, which is like one of the most secure, you know, form of this contractual. This is DocuSign, though. Yeah. That is, is DocuSign or not? not. No, no, it's the same thing though. It's I but mean, I'm scanning them something. They got to fill it out and scan it back. Yeah, it's I mean, we asked them to hand sign all these documents and fax it back, like in mortgage. You guys are a gym. We're talking about a forty dollar yeah. membership. <laughs> yeah, I did it for my insurance for my car. Like, you uh, DocuSign for everything. You you do. I mean, like I did I just, it for the uh, polygraph. And I mean, not for the uh, is, customs and borders. It's professionally accepted yeah. by much higher, much larger industries. For contracting. Yeah. And I, I just, again, like, this is just like the tip of the iceberg with this guy. I can't, we could sit here all night and I can try and explain to you all the tedious shit that this guy is, like, and again, it's this crazy scenario. It really is because, like, Technically, he's doing everything yeah. he's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, I get. But it. on the human side of it, he's a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like Gosh. it's just it's it's so tough. God. And then on top of it, it's like I kind of like this guy when he's not being a fucking idiot. You and know, you like it's go just, over his head. Oh, I could. It would come back to him. Which, to be honest, I'm not gonna be in this job that much longer. I don't care, and I'm gonna let the district manager know. Like, hey. Glenn is going to fuck this up. Hey, you know why he's going to fuck it up? Because this is a major corporation. There's so much red tape here. And there's so many different ladders and hoops you got to jump through to get anything done. Like, and well, he holds everyone to these standards. You know, I'm not going to say that. But like it's – No, in all honesty, 
he is just not the right fit for a GM. No, he's a perfect operations manager. Operations he is, manager. He is a, he is a great, yeah, admin. You know, you need someone that's a leader on top with a manager type below him. Slightly below him. Just enforcing shit. It, right. But also, you have that, G, that leader that's like, hang on, loosen up on that, you know? Loosen up on that, give them that slack, you know? Hey, yeah. they make $8 an hour. You're right. So you but got, I shouldn't be the one saying that, you know what I mean? Like, you got because the I'm the one below and then the bad cop. Right. And like, like, I, oh, dude, it's just. I, I, for me though, hey, like. cops got to be on top. For even the, uh, the, the, the government shutdown, I'm like, they know what they signed up for. I'm, that's my mindset. Military, people who get shot at, they knew what they signed up for. Sure. Uh, people, border, they're not getting paid. They knew what they signed up for. I don't know. Government shutdown, like, you don't sign up and go, oh, we're going to be furloughed. No, but you sign up knowing it's a possibility. Like, no, it's a possibility of getting really, really. Not really. I don't think that would even cross. No, it's not like, oh, here, sign this document because you know that we're going to furlough you every once in a while. Like, honestly, you get a good government job, you're thinking, like, damn, like, I've got a solid, steady know, government job. That's, like, that that's, would probably that the, be the last thing that crossed yeah. my mind. Like, oh, fuck, what if they don't fund the government? Like, I'm out of a job. I mean, I would yes, not even think yes. that. Like, yeah, you're right. For this company. You know, yeah, you're right. Like, but at the same time, that's almost your own fault, though, for not. Yeah, in being fact, right. you're right. It is you, Sean, are right. Because you always think, cush, government job. It's the thing that won't break down. Yeah. But then, furlough. He's what? very He's very Glenn-like. Yeah, but I said... Like, yeah, I see, like, <laughs> yeah. But you're in the perfect position to do that. Like, yeah. you are just... You're a manager over these people. That's where he should be, to Chris's point. Yeah. You know, like, and that's a good thing to have. You want that accountability doing these things, but because it's coming from the top, he's fucking poisoning me. Yeah. And I'm trying so hard to not let it happen. I'm fighting it. I'm resisting it. I'm just like, okay, I hear you... I hear like you, if, and it's like seeping into me, but I'm trying to battle it, and like I can't. So here's a good opportunity to maintain your your position with golds. I don't right? fucking care about it. No, 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 I mean in the future, like what if you want to come back, right? You just be like, look, look, Adam, I can't work for this guy. I'm going to, you know, here's my resignation letter, whatever. I could work in another, you know, another store, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. true. That and it is true. true because, like, I was way more, like, I was really excited about this because the base pay is what I was making leading all of Austin in sales because that's what I've been doing. I've literally led in membership sales since I went there, right? And I, my $8 an hour plus commission is my base pay now. So now I can have uncapped commissions just like I had and be making four or $5,000 a month in reality. If, if you could do your job. <laughs> Big if. And it's crazy. If so you like, were allowed to walking into job. this, I'm just like, fuck, I'm about to transform this thing. Like they told me that they need to, like we need to drive sales here. We need to do all these things. I'm just like, Phew. I'm like, this Hold is on. right up my alley. When do you think you're going to be having to make a, a switch? Uh, probably, probably this time next month. He better make that conversation quick 
with Adam. I'm like, look. Glenn. No, Adam. No, Adam. Adam? Is it DM? Yeah. Oh. Like, hey, hey, listen. I can't do my job. My, my MAs need to be able to take walk-ins. They make $8 an hour. How are we, as the management, taking all the ups? Like... I, and I understand I we got. That. I understand we have numbers to hit, Adam. I understand that we have numbers that you want us to hit, and I'm okay with that. And I have no problem doing that. But we need these guys on our team, and if we we're going to take stay. everything, and yeah. we need them here. And if we're going to pay them eight dollars an hour, I'm not fucking arguing that. If we're going to pay them eight dollars an hour plus commission, we've got to share this with them. That's the environment I had at my last gym under Brandon's leadership. And it worked out really well. That's how I got into this position because he gave me the opportunity to create my own business with lead boxes and he also gave me the ups and I was able to lead Austin in sales and that's why I'm sitting here talking to you right now. What is the... And that's the truth. Yeah, what is the lifeblood of every company? What is the lifeblood of every company? Sales. Sales. Revenue. Revenue, yeah. You can't save money... Retain your way into profitability, right? Because yeah. yes, it's also and about- honestly, and that's what makes Justin so good. That dude drives revenue like it's nobody's business. That's the only reason why he's getting another truck. The he's just like the retention and the the ex, you know reducing expenses. That's all. You know, grabbing a little higher, you know, but the low hanging fruit, the. The lifeblood is revenue. Do you want to hear what Sales. pisses me off the most about my job? Even after all this, what pisses me off the most? More? More than all of this. Go ahead. I spend more, now it's not at once, but over the course of my five-day work week, I spend more than a day working at the front desk. That's an $8 an hour job. You know why? Because it's... It's part of the job description. You're supposed to spend 10 hours a week at the front desk, Sean. And I'm just like... So he keeps tabs on those hours? So he schedules me for a 9 to 10 shift. So basically when I arrive in the morning, I got to go work at the front desk for an hour. And then I've got to go give a person a break in the afternoon for another hour. So I'm working about two hours hours a day at the front desk where it's like, oh, I finally got some downtime to get on the horn, make some calls, go do whatever it is I need to do. And I am working the front desk. I am literally, have a nice workout. Have a nice workout. Thank you for calling Gold's Gym. That's a shot. Have a nice workout. Blink. Hey, Blink. Hey, it's just like, that's what I'm here to do? You want me spending a day out of my five-day week doing that? Remember Judy? She was amazing. She was a doll. I she loved her. That old, the old, old lady, lady from. Man, she was amazing. At the Cedar Park location. Cedar Park, Judy, we miss you. Did she die? She's still there. No, did she, she died? No, I don't think so. Oh, she's an old lady. So. Do you remember her? Nope. Oh, when I visited. Yeah. And she gave me a week pass, right? Yeah. No questions asked. Just yeah. My brother's here from out of town. Fucked up on her part. She should not have done that. I will say that. Well, you know what? No salespeople were there. No. What do you do? Yeah, you tell them, you give them what they want. Get them in the gym. Hey, hang on. You gotta wait till sales is here. 
But you here's know, the thing. So Russ or what's his name? Glenn? Glenn. Glenn would have been like, you have to give him whatever. I don't know. I don't even know what your SOPs are. <laughs> Glenn. I... Oh, God. But no. So, so anyway, here, cool. Cool story, bro. I feel your pain. Your leadership management. You got probably talk to. Good, it's been a great learning experience. It really has. Of of how to. Of, but how to run at, your at the same how to time, how I, to live I've, within I've, your I've, I've boundaries. Got it, I've got it right right now. I've got Amanda, who is a stickler, is a great manager for everything, and I can be the good cop leader. Yeah, I can and, see that. You know, what I mean, like she yeah. is good, dude. Good. Well, you know what? You always learn in every opportunity. Speaking of which, I want to talk about this later. Is she going to change the layout of the trucks a little bit? Like the inside underneath the sink has a lot of stuff. Um, I don't think anyone cares about that, Mike. No, talk about that sidebar. Well, sidebar. Uh, you know what I want to hear about? I, I want, I'm going to steal that, I think. That's amazing. Like, it's good. I like it. It's what the best. What was that weird little screenshot you sent me where you're like highlighting things like curtain rod here? Oh, yeah, I asked Justin about it. He says no, but... I didn't I understand the sure even why he wanted to do that. So you can spray it down. I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. you guys about. keep yourself clean. Man. I don't understand she, what you guys are talking about. She made the layout really she, good. She! She's good. Our trucks were not that clean until she came on board. I mean, I'm talking, about, about, it. I'm talking about the... Think about it, though. Yeah. No, underneath the sink, though. Yeah. Has all a lot of stock in there. Not oh, just yeah, no, junk. Like, we, we have, like, extra... <sighs> Yeah, things like that. I like it. That was my idea. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, awesome. Sounds awesome, guys. Putting, uh, Chris, we put up with your fucking mortgage shit for like 10 minutes. I, know, was, I, I was not asking those questions. I asked the questions. Yeah, and I was, to get, I, you know I was boring I, myself. Here, you, you <laughs> want to hear how good I am at sales? I asked these boring questions to get a conversation started to get a great conversation going, which is what we've had for the past 25 plus minutes. The only good conversation we had was it was not about mortgage. It was about, I think, about goals, but also what spurred that? Me asking you, me, or no, me getting a conversation going. Nah, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. You started a conversation. I started an actual conversation. I'm glad I cut. I'm glad I cut that part off because that was getting boring about guidelines and stuff. In fact, that's that's the part I hate. But anyway, yeah. So sales. Just end it. And I prefer sales versus operations as well. Yeah. I like operations. I think that's why... That that's like why you're in a good role right now. I mean, like... Because I'm honestly. good at training people. Yeah, because you hold people white. accountable. Yeah. You hold them accountable to their job. And you get the most out of them. I'm though, for sure. And but I, ha- I put flexibility Just don't, last. don't ever forget about that. Because what I've seen right now is a person who holds everyone accountable and doesn't realize, like... Human oh, yeah... Emotions is part of the equation. An hour. That's why I'm always like, sure. People always are like, um, you know, logic versus emotion. No, if you put emotion, can be part of the equation, in in logic. You know, um, it's uh, it's definitely a huge variable. Oh, for sure. Well, you know what I'm curious about. I gotta listen to Sean Let's show. Oh, what happened last time? Yeah, I want to hear about that. Nada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It was a good conversation, that's for sure. Well, we'll definitely pick it in up. In all reality, bit. I mean, Mike is about to tell us all about it. Because this is what it looks Is about to tell us all about it. Dude, uh, look, here's the thing. You cannot sit here and hold the title of MAGA Mike and... And back down from the conversation. Just, okay, so, okay. So, speaking of Make America Great Again, the, the Mexican that I will marry... What's her name? Vanessa. Because I'm, a lot of these listeners aren't listening to the Sean Lutz show, and that's understandable. But yet... We're here talking like everyone knows what we're talking about, but you need to let us in a little bit. Okay, so... So this Mexican that you're about to marry... Uh, I visited it, her a couple times, but we've talked about politics. The last time I was talking, I was just, you know, on my face. She's sucking your dick for a green card. No. <laughs> no. She's, uh, she's giving me my future wife, and I really respect her so much. And, uh, anyway, anyways, we talk about, um, politics a little bit, and she was like... Through Google Translate? No, in person. Uh, we were like... In person? Was, you don't even speak Spanish. How are you doing that in person? Is uh, there a translator? Yeah, we hired a translator to come by and, uh, and uh, like, sit, big sit American with us. dollars down in Mexico? Yeah. So, I, uh, while we're sitting alone together, we always, we're, always have a translator there. You're never really alone. <sighs> You've got a chaperone, I'm sure. Yeah, a translator. But they're invisible. They don't listen. They just listen. Why are you getting all nervous, Mike? It doesn't really, uh... So, we talk about politics, <coughs> and she, uh, she doesn't really know anything about Trump. And she doesn't care, honestly. And she's like, perfect. She's never heard of him. She doesn't care. Heard of him? And he's, she's like, I'll just do whatever you tell me to do. I'm like, all right. If I ever tell you to vote for Baron Trump in 20 years, or no, 30 years, she would vote for him. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We know, you know we just, we don't really have much alone time. We just uh, hung out with the family. <laughs> but I thought you, like, we're like pretty much sleeping in the same bed together. I mean, at times, but we didn't really get to because uh, the how the family, the how the houses were. I mean, how but the, these houses the are nothing special. I know because you fucking built them. So I no, mean, like different. We're house. talking about four walls and like maybe <laughs> one wall inside. So like, oh, yeah. Speaking of the houses, maybe like an inch of plumbing. Yeah, we. I plumbed. About, I laid about one inch of pipe at, at a time because. Things are smaller in Mexico. Mm. So that's uh, only... Anyway, so... No, about the house. Um, oh, we were talking about the house? Yeah, the house. They're actually going to extend the house more. They get, don't live in it. Actually, the house they're in is much bigger. Uh, you know, nothing great. No. So basically, you were down there building your own house for you and Vane to live in. They did actually say we can stay there, but it wasn't even ready for us. <laughs> You're like, why the hell would I do? I live in America. <laughs> like, no, I why would there. I do this? Like, no, actually, there's one area there. <laughs> oh, thank you for no, no. the offer. Actually, but no, I live. I built that. I live a little north. You're of gonna here. let me live in it? it no, actually, there's a a really nice river right next to it. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can I was thinking like maybe feet in, in twenty, like, maybe in like twenty years or ten years, I can throw down five thousand dollars because that's how much that house costs. Four thousand. I could do that myself. Have like nice little vacation home. I can like, hey, your family can live there, kind of, and I don't need much. You could just be like, hey, let's go visit that area and right next to the river. Do you like that plot of land? Let me buy it. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, here's ten dollars, American, <laughs> which is uh, two hundred pesos. Cool. Which is uh, which can get buy you. It's not land. enough to buy land. It's probably solid month's rent, I imagine. Which isn't much though, if you were to like month rent here, right? By the $10? Way. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, I wonder how it how land is how probably it a couple there. thousand. There. American dollars? American dollars. Spent 5,000 American dollars to get you a fucking solid plot of land. Kind of got a poop. I don't know about solid. I mean... Honestly, go, because... Right? Your conversation is weak. Yeah. yeah. Leave. Go Suck. take a poop and get this shit out of you and come back ready. All right. Honestly... You're ready to talk. No. I, gave, I gave you my last yin my, uh, ready to have a good conversation. I'm like, oh, but, uh, we eat dinner together. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, after that, uh, cooked food is really good. Good food. I like food. Uh, how are my fajitas like, though, Mike? It's good. It's really good. Alright, go, go take a dumb mic. We're going to talk about what you did. So I have some integrity. You need to su- subscribe to the Sean Lutz Show. You got to find out there. If you want to know what happened in Mexico on Mike's first trip. Which uh, episode was that? Uh, I don't know. I kind of lost track. I, I don't have very many, so it, it's probably the last one I did, honestly. All right, so... So probably episode number five in that range. I don't have that many. Four, five, six, something like that. Yeah, right there. It'll be the last one I did. All right. Because the show I recorded after that, I did not publish, and I lost it. It sucks, and it was a good one. Dang. And that may be the one I'm referring to, so no! maybe it's not there! <laughs> No! I don't know for sure. Okay, so maybe it's I don't there. really keep track of it. I just... I get the itch. I get the itch to record. And we have a great conversation. Dude, you made him nervous. Well, you made him nervous. It well, was good. And it's weird because, like, the last Mike I talked to, literally the last time I was with him, and, I mean, I've seen him at Kona a couple times randomly, but, like, he was just, like, very excited. He was, like, seeking my advice on things. Like, is this a good idea? You know? I better hurry up and marry this one. You know? And I, and I was just <laughs> like, dude, it may be a good idea to marry her. Like, she's way too hot for you. You are out kicking your coverage there. You know? Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. That is all there is to it. And, I mean, we all, at the same we all time, know no one's listening to this. So I'm just going to talk to you since we're having a conversation. At the like, same time. You kind of want a strong woman behind you, right? Or else you have to, you have to micromanage. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very. I mean, true. right? Yeah, you want to. Nice, I don't want to be like, oh gosh. I want a strong okay, woman, but change, change the diaper this way. Can you cook this? Can you just come? Can you just? Can you just manage the household? You just fucking think for yourself for once. <laughs> no, but like it's. I mean, like they, they did some things, down in Mexico. But what happens in Mexico stays in Mexico. Until Does it? He introduces until it you bring podcast. it onto the podcast. 
or until I finish my drink and just spill it, you know, like <laughs> right here on the mic. But I'm trying my best to not, you know, overstep my grounds here because he's very serious about marrying this girl, it sounds like he was back then. And finally, a haircut. The beast is here. Gone. Wife let my dog out here. Sit down. Sit. Sit. Good boy. Lay down. Lay down. There's bottles there. He's going to knock them over. But, irregardless, we, uh... (laughs) Well, you know, it's a doggy dog world. Yeah, exactly. No pun intended, Levi. So, I guess what I really want to get into is... I want Mike to let us in on what's gone on over these last couple trips, just because I'm interested. That's, you know what? I've been wondering, like, gosh, he is really, really wanting to get down there. Like, even Justin's like, yeah, he's been going down to Mexico, just going into Mexico. Like, just for a day. Yeah, like, he's been going down there for, like, like, like you got to go get your rocks off or something. <laughs> It's like you've got your rocks off. You need to make it happen again because you're staying faithful. With it. Yeah, that's and right. You got to drive down there just for that. How sad. <laughs> How sad. Why? See, and that's what I'm talking about with my wife. Like, why would she just let Levi out here when she knows we're doing this? I don't understand it. Oh, go right at home. Why don't you go grab Alexia or Sitlali and spray him out here, and um, let's let's get let's get this rolling because they've got some hot button topics that we're gonna discuss here, and um, it's gonna be very interesting. My wife legitimately wants to adopt her sister's kids, and I gotta be honest. Not feeling that at all. My youngest is ten months old, and I've got a three-year-old and an almost seven-year-old. Like I am very ready to be out of this kid stage and raise my children that I had with my wife, and grow them, hopefully, into decent human beings. And then I can get on with my own personal life, which I would like to enjoy at one point. I know that's selfish, but regardless, I just. I really want to have a point in my life where I can enjoy the fruits of my labor, hopefully, at one point. And I know that's selfish and whatnot, but I, I do feel like at times that I've missed out on some things. And I'm not, I'm not disappointed in that or, like, pissed off about that by any means. But I just want to earn that time back at a different point. And if I keep having to have kids or adopt kids, it's like, you know, like, I don't, I just, my wife, she's good at that. Like, I I don't want to be raising kids forever. Like, I just really don't. I don't have that in my heart to do that. If I need to go serve at a soup kitchen or, you know, give people jobs and work for me and better their lives that way and help out and, be understanding and 
hire them that way. Like I'm willing to do that, but I cannot just adopt kids and be raising kids for the rest of my life. That is not something I want to be doing. And again, I know it sounds selfish. I know, I know how that comes across, but you know, I feel like I can help the world out in other ways other than just raising kids for the rest of my life. I just want, I just want some time to myself at one point in my life. And if I keep having to raise these young kids, Chris, I can't do that. I get it, man. I get it. Like, I did not make the decision, for one, to have to kids. have the kid with some idiot with tattoos all over his face. Well, no one, no one made that decision, really. And then to start becoming a freaking druggie once I had the kids and lose them. Welcome to the show. Alexia and Somali. Wow. You brought them both in at once. I did. That is not <laughs> what I was expecting. Out. Why did you let him no. out here? No. Nope. Lay down. Lay down. This is all being recorded. <laughs> so what brings you guys out to the garage tonight? Did you guys think of a hot button topic or something that was important to you that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. I feel like they did. Did you? No. <laughs> really, there's nothing that you'd like to talk about? If you could have uncensored I conversation? <laughs> I do want to know what you think about the girls. I don't want to do it. Why? Why? <laughs> Well, for one, I do feel for them. I do understand, but I do not. It's going to come across as selfish, but I do not want to be raising any more kids. I do not want to do that. I feel like there's other ways for me to serve and help out. Like I can help people by giving them jobs and getting them moving in the right direction and, you know, provide meals, things like that. Like, I just, I do not want to raise any more kids. I have Hope right now who's 10 months old, who was not planned. And I was perfectly content after Wade to be done having kids. And we had Hope, and I'm very glad we did. But I, I just... I really want to have a point in my life where, you know, I don't have to be raising children. And if we keep adding younger children to the arsenal, like, it's just prolonging that. And I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I do not want to do that. What, what does God want you to do? Not that. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that. You don't know that I don't know if he does or does not. I do not feel that on my heart, as a lot of Christians like to say, at all. You don't know if you what? I said I do not feel that on my heart at all. Oh. Well, okay. I feel the complete opposite, actually. I just, like, I feel really bad. And, like, it's like, oh, man. I would like to, you know, help out. Maybe I can... 
throw some money at the situation or something, but like I, I do not want to raise any more kids. I don't. I don't want to do that. So if you said as of right now the final decision's mine, it's no. I'm sorry for those kids, but I do not think I would be a good fit for that. I would not love those kids like they're my own. That's just the complete honest truth. I know that makes me sound horrible, but I would not be able to love them like they're my own children. And I feel like that's something you have to have on your heart if you are truly adopting someone and you want to do that and you feel that you're being called to do that. Like you're going to love these kids just like they are your own. And I would not be able to do that. I would look at them as a burden. And I would look at it as like, well, it's the right thing to do. So here I am helping out and I would not, it, it would not be from good intentions. It would be because I feel like I'm forced to do it to do the right thing. You don't get into act, you don't get into heaven by doing, you know, good deeds. Like that's, you don't get into he- heaven by good deeds by just saying like, well, if I donate this much money to the church or I do this and this and that right, you know, like, you know, like, oh, that'll buy me the church and I understand that and I gotta be honest, like, this is not something I want to do. I don't think. But you're called to die to yourselves. What? You're called to die to yourself to the things that you want. It's not all about what you want. Look. Pretty much my whole adult life has not gone the way I wanted it to go, per se. Okay? I've done a lot of things that I necessarily would not have ever wanted to do. Exactly. Do you think you don't want to? Do you think I want to do something that I do? No. I do not. We have to. I feel like this is something you want to do. I'm not sure either. Why? So, So you're sister can be around these kids and be like oh, I was your mom at one point I lost you are we are, are you gonna be their mom is that what it's gonna be and so whenever they meet your sister they're gonna be like oh hi this is your aunt so and so we're just gonna lie to them how does that gonna work I haven't thought that far well you should I would never be that I would never be their mom and why are you doing this I'd just be their aunt and I'd still hope that my sister would get better she just gives her more time and get them back to get better. She's not going to get better. What kind of drugs was she on? What What was she on as far as drugs? Heroin. Oh, yeah. There's no coming back from that. Yes, there is. Did you not watch the movie we watched last night? There is a lot of people who have. <laughs> There's a lot of people who have come yes, back from heroin? I follow and they, they, the, uh, I follow my pillow guy. Or that was meth. People can do it. Do you know what heroin is? Do you know how that works? Do you know what you can do? Yes, I do. I follow an addiction. How do you get high on heroin? You shoot it up. There's no comeback from that. That's not true. There's a lot of recovering addicts. It's not. You act like it's impossible. Look, it's the not guy impossible. that I thought was a stand-up recovering addict, Jay, he relapsed. He's been in a facility for the past month plus. Because he used to do that. And he he's a guy that was able to battle and battle and has kids and lost everything. He was a guy, very Job-like. Very Job-like, where he had a lot and he lost everything. 
you know, everything was taken away from him. Okay? Well, Job didn't do anything to get it taken away. He probably got things taken away. Hmm? Okay, but... Because... I'm saying, in a sense, if you're to look at... I got you. I know what you're saying, though. I understand the book of Job and his story, okay? But I'm just saying, like, this is a guy who is... Had everything. He's the friendliest guy. The most... Like, his heart is good. Like, he means well with everything he does, right? On top of that, he is outgoing, very salesy type guy, you know what I mean? But he has a good heart with it. And he started making a lot of money. He started doing drugs. And then those drugs turned into harder drugs. And then he ended up getting a divorce. And now, you know, he's... The only job he can get was at Gold's Gym as a housekeeper. And this guy was making $250,000 a year. And now he went to making $10 an hour. You know, he's showing me pictures of him and his old truck. And it's just a sweet truck all lifted up. You know, like, he going golfing, traveling, doing this American lifestyle that you know, a lot of people will strive for, right? And he has it going on. He's got a wife, three kids, you know, he's, they built a house together, you know, and it's, it it was, you know, he had it going on and he got caught up in something. It got worse and worse and worse. And then before you know it, you know, everything was taken away from him. He lost it, right? He lost it. He lost it. He's the one who wanted to take it to my And he's been battling, he's been battling this and he relapsed because... Well, okay, so let me live. let me address that. Well, I don't want to address that. I want to address what's I do, going I, on. I want to address that first. Um, he, with God, anything is possible. Um, I mean, you you could be addicted to the hardest stuff and and recover from that. The key words are with God, right? And with God, anything is possible. And you cannot just throw God into someone's life. Okay. Right, right. But also, you can't run from God, I mean, if he takes a hold of you. So, there is a possibility that she could find God. And Oh, but she's found God. I mean, we've, I've already heard these stories on when she found God. When she was in jail or juvie or whatever she was doing that time, she's writing you letters and it's just like she's found else. God at that time. Well, so it's there's not like she found God. It's like anyone else's walk. Everyone like strays away and they come back. It's I agree. Like, so you can't say that. I, I can't say that. Thing. I'd stray away and I do things. I don't go get on drugs and lose that. my family. Like it, well, look. Like so, I, remember Jesus said that there were. There's the word is the word, but then there's the 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 soil, right? So the parable of the four so like the the seed, right? So uh, a sower was sowing seed, and some fell on the the road, and it got immediately got eaten up. It got uh, some fell in the shallow, you know, ground. Some got, you know. Sowed in the in the okay ground, and it, there were there were weeds as well. Um, gosh, it's it's just you just got to be careful on you know tilling, making sure that it's in the right soil, you know, and just making sure that there you you help prepare that soil, I guess. So and and tend to the to the plants so that that word can can uh, grow deep roots in her, right? Um, 
you you seem like you have good influence in her life, right? Yeah, we don't. How did how did she know about? How did she find out about God? In jail. No, we grew up going to church. She knows. She's been a a child. Okay, but I mean, you are influencing her life as well, right? I I don't know. No. No, she's not. Well, so she needs to be discipled. Um. And it may not be you. Maybe we need to just move to Dallas. And disciple her. Hang on, hang on. Maybe that's a good idea. Oh, am I? He he's always annoying, but you know. But I mean, the truth is. So I remember, I remember when I I, you know, gave someone the gospel, and. I mean, I wasn't there to tend, to them, you know, tend to their hearts and and to the, just the, the word. In, in their lives and continue to to f- f- feed them, you know, the the, the gospel of the word. And uh, how come? I, geography. Um, one, I didn't really know them that well. Every time <coughs> I talk to her, we do talk about God. And like I always send her messages, like I send her videos and worship songs that I feel like she can connect to, like, but I don't really have a relationship with her because, like, no one ever knows, like, where she's at, what phone number she has. So it's hard. Yeah. And that's good that you're doing that. But, I mean, man, it's, it's, I feel like it's she, tough. But I, I just feel like God is with her, though. I don't feel like she's... What she need? Doesn't know who God is. Yeah. Our TV not working. Oh, no. Sorry. I didn't help you. Go ask her. Say, Daddy said to help you. Go tell her. The TV? Yeah. Here, give her this. Tell her to help you. So. Give it to her. I mean. I I don't feel like that's fair to say, like, that she's a hopeless cause. I I think that's right. I think you're right. No one's a hopeless cause. You know? Um... But shopping, shopping. What's the context? Just take it to Haiti. She can fix it. Baby. Church shopping. Church shopping. She could take it. The guy, take the guy that you guys met, and you were telling me about him. He was at the Cone Warehouse one night. Wyatt Lee or Jim Lee. Oh, are you about the uh, cancer guy? I don't think it was him. I think it was someone else. And Chris didn't feel the need to help him because he was shopping. Um, He's just a consumer. That's what it is. A consumer. consumer. That's what it is. So it's okay to help people as long as they're not consumers. Because we've had this conversation many times. Like, oh, I'm not going to waste my time. He's a consumer. I mean, you could. I guess there's a lot of. You could turn consumers into. If you're willing to do it. What was the word? Other word. What are y'all talking about now? There's consumer and then the other word. What's the other word? Producers. I don't know. All I know is is you, at one point in the past year, were not really open to helping consumers because they're consumers and that's who they are. And now we're talking about... You don't, con- you don't cater to them. You help, you help them. <clears throat> but you don't cater to them. I mean, you try to you try to turn them into non-consumers. 
contributors. Is that the word? Contributors? I don't know. Believers. How about that? Even the demons believe and shudder. Where's that from, Mike? It's uh, the one where he is going around and... Um... Is James. Anyway. So, like... I mean, how old's your sister? 21. So... Or 22. I mean, is she needs to be discipled. Like, she needs to be almost handheld. Like, listen, this is the way out of this, you know? And the only way that anyone can get better is if they want to, right? Does she want that, to? That's what I was going to say. This is not a matter of analyzing her life and, and predicting what she's going to do or what she's not going to do or uh, f- trying to find out what's the right way to help her out of it. But it's it's a matter of the heart. And so the only one that has that decision to get out of it or not is her in, in her heart. And the only way that she can get out of it, like we were saying, is with God. And that's a very personal decision where she, if she really wants to find God, she's, she's going to find it because that's what the Bible says. Seek me and you will find me. But if she's just maybe in, in, in a sense you're saying, well, yeah, I believe there is a God or I believe that God is good or all these things, that doesn't mean that she's going to be seeking uh, the will at. of God. And we all can be at a, a always like that we can say yes i accept there is a god yes i accept god is good yes i i accept that he's blessing me and all these things that we hear at church or the people from church but it's gonna be at the end of the day a really a personal relationship and that comes from our hearts if we really decide to have a relationship with god and if we're willing to to do what he's telling us to do which is just being obedient to him if we don't do those things there's not going to be any anything that changes our lives or or goes beyond that so and i feel like it's also not on our side to be uh, trying to understand or whatever in our place but what we what we as christian are called to do is to see jesus and what he's asking us to do and and it's not about what I think is good or what I want to do or what I, I hope is the best, but it's what Jesus did, what he showed us, and what he wants us to do. And in, in adoption in this case, which maybe is not even close to what you are trying to attain here, is what, what God wants from us and what he did already from us because he's always going to do something and then ask us to do it. He's not going to ask us to do something that he didn't do or that he hasn't done. So what did he do? He adopted us in his family. We were, we were not worth it. We were, not, um, we were no one, really, to, to be part of the family of God. And, and what did he show us? That he wanted us and he sent Jesus to die for us because we... We are not a lost cause, or we are not hopeless, or we, are, we, we, we have that value for him, so that's why he sent Jesus. And I think in this, in this conversation about getting someone from, from being um, 
uh, how you say fatherless or like I don't know without a family orphan. to to an orphan to bring it to a family is also a matter of the heart. If if we want to obey and if we want to do what God calls us to do, in this case bring these people that we don't know that we 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 don't even or in in our case for example Chris and I we are not even related to but if we want to bring them it's because we want to do what God God wants us to do and it's also not not for everyone like I feel like it depends just where are we in our walk with Christ and and I don't feel like God wants everyone to be adopting kids or bringing kids to their houses but um i guess he has a plan for all of us and it's different and, right and right that, i don't know sometimes he might be he might be calling us to do it because we are ready and sometimes he's not gonna call us to do it because maybe we're not ready or maybe that's not what he has for us in this season maybe it's to make lives. us ready and maybe if, or, you know, there's a lot of God-fearing, God-loving people out there that are looking for kids and, you know, from our own ambitions of wanting to keep them within our family, even though we can't do it, you know, like, we're not allowing them to have that opportunity to have kids. There's, there's a lot of... plenty of kids out there that don't have homes. Yeah. They're not, they're not And I think... There's so many kids in the foster care system. To me, it's just very, very hard to understand why uh, these things happen when when kids cannot have a stable family and and just yeah, do the environment around them. Uh, it's something that really hurts my heart, and I I ask God why does that happen, but I guess it's because of our own sin. As as humans, we are gonna be living in all these crazy things that we see around us because that's sort of the consequences of our decisions like your sister wanting to be I mean wanting to get drugs instead of wanting to be a good mom I guess I don't know it's just consequences and I we shouldn't be judging everyone either I mean these people that don't want to follow God. It's, it's a decision. Uh, just I, I really like the John Piper <laughs> point of view and, uh, and suffering. And I know Chris and I disagree a lot with um, like free predestination. predestination. But it's, it sucks. But sometimes it's like almost contrasting point of views. It shows how great God is or the glory of God. Sometimes suffering sucks. You know, someone dies early, well before their time, or, you know, sometimes it, in its own weird way, it can bring glory to God. Yeah. So maybe, you don't see it now, but maybe sometime in the future, they'll find a way to glorify God in their own story. It's a good way to justify it, at least. I don't know how true it is, but what do we actually know? Huh? <laughs> it's good. 
going like zero to hundred. Fire. That's how I motivate people who it makes no sense why everything in their life is going like for me. I'm not nothing's terrible for me, but for years everything was like, Oh I'm gonna try this. It doesn't work out. I'm gonna try this then. <coughs> Nothing works out. Eventually I'm like, alright. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna try it. I'll try God. Things are still not exactly what I want, but it's different. It's you know, it's a new different life, I guess. But believing in God doesn't make things better. It actually for me it didn't change anything. It's a different mindset. Well here's a question. Say you did adopt them, right? I mean, obviously they need a mom, not an aunt, right? I mean, how long would you wait to treat them like a mom? Because they, they need a mom. I would treat them like a mom, but I would just be their aunt, though. I mean, I get it. You'd be biologically their aunt, but you got to be their mom, mom. right? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I grew up taking care of like my siblings, and I don't. I treated them like if I was their mom, so I don't know. I don't see. Like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't treat them different. I would. Tr- I like. I treat any kid like they're my own. Yeah. That's how I am, but. Not How do they just know to call you out of all people, this lawyer? That's what I want to know. Like, oh, do you have because any sisters not- that are well off that could take care of them? You know, like, how did that conversation come about? I told my mom, I don't want... It was God. Oh, (laughs) maybe. No, it was... No. God-fearing lawyer. I said... I told my mom that this conversation happened a long time ago. I even told you, Sean. And I kind of just brushed it aside. I said, I don't... Like, don't come to me. I'm, like, the last resort, basically. Like, there's no one else to come to. They had a home study scheduled for the dad's side, the aunt, and she backed out. She canceled the home study. The dad's sister? No, the dad's (coughs) aunt. The dad's aunt. The dad's aunt. Great aunt. So great, yeah, the great aunt. And then, so yeah, she's older, and I guess she was just doing it, and then I guess she decided she wasn't going to do it. And then his sisters, one of them was going to take, like each of them were going to take one of the the girls and now they said no too and then there's like no one my mom tried to get them but she didn't she didn't get approved because of her past and just you know her living situation they said no to her and so there's like no one else there's plenty of other people out there isn't there not in our family right how does taking away someone's rights as a parent but then giving them someone in the family help the situation so they wouldn't take her rights away then this would just give her like an opportunity to like the case won't be closed because right now she's in foster care they just want this this thing to get closed where is she fostering now in dallas with non-family non-family that's why like if she is with family it'd be different but since she's since they're both not with the family then um they're just trying to get this like the case closed and like get them adopted out now could you guys foster instead? Start out foster? Yeah, we wouldn't adopt them. We would just be 
like fostering them until like they, and then I get my sister more. Isn't there a family here that trying to foster? Huh? Isn't there family in our church who's trying to foster? There are a lot of no, people who's trying to do that. There's literally a lot of people. That's my point. So a lot of people who have already decided this is what they want to do and they okay, feel it's on their hearts to do. Okay, this was your sister's kids. My sister wouldn't be in this situation. But if this was... Sorry. This, she is your sister. I can't She's picture my it. sister. I can't picture it. She's your sister. You're too. asking me to picture something that I can't picture. My sister would not do this. If it was your wife's sister, how about that? <laughs> and I've already given you my opinion on this. I'm sorry. That sucks. It's okay. I don't want to do it if you don't want to do I it. I don't want to do it. That's okay, but I'm just trying to still get your... I don't understand, like, what your thinking is. Like, you do sound very selfish right now, and you keep saying things like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to. Like, this whole life, we don't want to. But we do. Yeah. I already said I sound very selfish. You're repeating what I already said. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Sorry. I am like pushed to my limit every single day when it comes to stress. I do not want two more people that I have to look out for that I'm required to look out for right now. Well, also, they're going to be provided for. They would have had, I could put them in childcare if I don't wanted to. I mean, there's a lot of people. It's not going to be a a financial burden. It's not about the financial okay, side I'm of it. I'm just telling you that. It's about like where I am being divided every day. Like me as one whole round thing and what I'm being divided to every single day. Like I get divided here to work. I get divided to this second job that I already have to pay our bills. And then I also get divided to you and then to our kids. And then I got to get divided even thinner. There's only so much of me. I can't, like, I, I just, like, there, there's, like, I am already at the point of just, like, blowing up every day, it feels like at times. Like, I cannot be divided any further because, honestly, the person that I am, like, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do my best if they were in my care. And I just, with what just happened with Wade a couple weeks ago and things like that, like, I, I don't want to be divided up anymore. Like, is that bump even gone on him completely yet? Is it? I don't know. You know, like, like I, I just... Like, that was such a reality check for me with my own responsibilities already to where, like, I just, like, you know, I, like, I, I want to dedicate more of myself, which is already divided out, to this. And I can't do that if it's getting divided out further. That's less time here. That's less... Like, I can't do it. Like, I cannot mentally do it. Like, you can think whatever you want to think about me right now and about the type of person I am right now and my attitude towards things right now. And it will be worse if I have more kids that I have to look out for. You know why? Because I am going to try to be a father to them. And I cannot do that. I can't do it. Like, I am at my mental capacity right now. With everything that's been going on, I am, I am right here at the boiling point every single day. 
That's all there is to it. That's what I feel too. But I know God will get me through it. I just have confidence in Him. I have confidence that God will find a nice home for them. No, that's my prayer. Though. If we don't get them, we're not going to get them. We're not going to get them. God's not doing it. God will get them a nice home. That's my confidence. I can't do it. I'm sorry. If we are at a point where we were very well off and, you know, like, didn't have to worry about things and, like, I had this much extra time and, like, literally time, like, you realize how strung out you are with, like, everything you have to take care of already and adding two more kids to the mix and I will not be a part of that because I am working. Yeah, I know. I know. So, what are their names? What are their names? And Alicia and Rosalie. Ten months. And two. What are their, you know their birthdays? Um, one's in November. I know that. No, one's in October and then one's in February 22nd, I think. The youngest is the 22nd? February 22nd. Oh, yeah, she'll be one. Yeah, Mm. she'll be one. And we need to go grace for that. Just want to pray. Yeah. That's okay with you guys. Not okay. <laughs> I mean, the prayer is okay. Okay. But not the going. Well, baby was crying. He, he wants me there. He's, he's afraid. Oh, I, I'm Bye. coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Come on, you don't want another one of those? I have another one. I'm going to say that was a very compelling argument. I mean, it's just honest, man. Like, I just, I I couldn't handle it. Like, I just, (coughs) of course, with God, I could. Like, like, I understand, like, I get that. But I, I just, I am to my max every day with what I'm trying to do. Like it, it, I cannot do it, and that's without my own selfish reasons of just wanting to like get on with my life per se. Well, I mean, also, so, so people. <laughs> we just need to go, Grace. I was gonna say like, so you know how how the Bible talks about like. Living in your giftings. If you're a teacher, teach. If you're a leader, lead. All that stuff. I mean... You know, it is what it is. So, that, I mean, there's going to be a, uh, a family that... If you're a, if you're a parent, you're going to parent, right? So, I know there's a lot of families out there that... Would love... A ten-month-old and a and a two-year-old. So, I mean, I guess let's let's just pray about that. That whoever it is, whether it's this family or not, that 
they'll land in a in a good household, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Are those? Yes, those, baby. Uh, Sophia, to help you. Uh, Sophia, to help you, please. Can you help him put his shoes on? Okay. God, thank you so much <clears throat> for being our God, for creating us, God, for putting us in this world with a purpose, God. And, and you know, God, that... Um, we are just creatures and we want to know you more we want to learn more from you we want to obey you god and 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 just to follow the path that you have for us god and i know uh, many times uh, in this world god things can get very confusing things can get very crazy and overwhelmed overwhelming god but i know with your holy spirit god that we can uh, get clarity and that we can um, just do the things that we think we cannot do in our own God and I know God uh, in my life the, the transformation that you've made God and I know in every everyone's life here God that you've done uh, great things God and you're still working in our lives so I just ask you Holy Spirit to to keep working to give us wisdom to give us your presence so that we know that we're, what we're doing, God, is in, in your will and according to yeah to what you want us to do, God. And I just ask you to bring peace to our hearts and that we can seek you more and more, God. Give us hunger and thirst of you, God, every day. And help us to just uh, come to you, God, instead of uh, trying to solve things in our own, God. But come to you to be still, God, to be quiet, and to know, God, that you are God. So I just ask you to be uh, right now here with Alexia and Sean and and their family, God, that you lead them uh, to whatever you want them to do, whatever you want them to do, God, and and bring them peace and bring them together, God, in in, in unity, God, in in whatever they decide, God, that is, is in you, God, and that you also bring peace and comfort to these beautiful girls, God, that you know by name because you made them in their mother's womb, God, and that you lead them also, God, to people, loving, loving, loving people, God, that take care of them, that, that teach them about you, God, that just guide them, God, in your ways, God, so that they can know you too, God. And be with Alexia's sister, God. You know her heart. We don't know anything about her in her heart, God, but you know it. So I just ask you, God, to to be with her and, and deal with her, Holy Spirit, in, in your in your will, God, and according to your your mercifulness, God. And just thank you for this beautiful time that we can have together. And that God help us to always focus and fix our eyes on you. Not in what we think or who we are, but in you, God. And we love you, and I thank you so much for Sean, Alexia, and her, their beautiful kids. Uh, bless them, and just help them to rest in you, God. Amen. 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 Sophia's guarding the door. That's why I keep doing that. <laughs>